TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey, Jason Kander, how are you, my friend? Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm all right, you know. Uh, I mean... You know, it's almost, um, you know, it's sad and, and uh, uh, because you you almost become numb to it, don't you? Yeah. Are we on, by the way? Yeah, we are. Is that all right? Okay. It's totally fine. I just, just was curious. Yeah. Um, I was, it would help me figure out whether or not I was okay to cuss. Yeah, you can um, cuss. You can cuss. You're fine. We got <laughs> okay. you. Hey, um, um, so people, Jason Kander, um, you know, a uh, 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 a friend of the program, a, a really, really, really smart guy, a guy uh, that has been out there on, on a lot of issues and a lot of topics. And, you know, you can go back and look at his resume um, and all the things that he's done locally in the state and and then, you know, nationally as well. Um, a lot of things me and you have in common. We both have, uh, you know, kids who play baseball. We're both Royals fans. We both love going to baseball games. We both served in the military. Um and I think we both see these gun issue the same way, which, um, you know, that's enough to build a relationship on, I think, of things in common. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, it's, you know, like you were saying about being numb. I mean, there's a few thoughts I've had about this since it happened the other day. Or the other day, I guess it was yesterday. Um, is that, like, one, there was a time where when this would happen, it would be like, yeah, we would have felt in addition to all of the horrible loss of life and, and everything that's happened, like, I mean, I'm sure we all know somebody I do, you know, that's been affected by it, but there'd also be this sense of like, Oh, well, we don't want the world to think that this is what Kansas city is like, but this is so like disgustingly common now right. that that hasn't even entered anybody's mind because there's nobody around the world watching this thinking, Oh, that really reflects on Kansas city because every place in America seems to be like this now right. to the point where, you know, while a lot of people have reached out to me from around the country and said, you know, are you doing okay? And all that, there's other people who have called me in the last day, like for work and stuff. And it, they didn't even think about it. And I'm not right. mad at them. It's just that it's so common that it, they don't even think about it as a regional thing that might be affecting people here. And then my other thought is like, man, even before this, I feel like most of us knew somebody who had at minimum somewhere in the country been at the scene of a mass shooting. I've known, uh, sadly, I've known multiple people who have been either victims of or well, been victims of mass mm-hmm. shootings. And, and now that list only gets bigger because it's happened in our hometown. And like, it's just insanity. Like, yeah, right. Well, and it's happened in our hometown before because my ex-in-laws were uh, at a at a shooting at the mall at uh, Ward Parkway. Yeah. I think it was however right. many years ago that was. But you're right. I said the same thing to our producer last night. I was texting him and I said, you know, what's crazy is I don't think people look at this and go, oh, those Kansas City fans or oh, Kansas City. They just go, oh, America. 
if they yeah. if they even pay attention to it enough to let it register that it happened, then they just go, oh, you know, America again, of course. not Kansas City. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Oh, it's the first time it's happened there, and they've had how many parades? Right. You know, seriously. And I'll be honest, there is part of me that I hate to. I I I didn't even know if I would say it out loud or if I should say it out loud. But there is part of me that goes, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of not surprised. And I I right. if, if anything, I, I was. Kind of surprised when I left those parades in the past and thought everything went off without a hitch. There were no gunshots, you know, no problems. That that almost feels more surprising now than the other way around. Yeah, no, that's completely right. Like I, I am embarrassed to say, I guess that like you know this is our fourth championship parade, and I, I'm a huge fan of the Royals and Chiefs, and I and you know as as you mentioned, I have kids and like my son really wanted to go to the parade last year mm-hmm. and i have always for years i was i was like making up excuses to my, why i wasn't going to go so i've never been to one of them and uh and i always chucked it up personally to like you know i have ptsd from afghanistan and i i was actually kind of embarrassed about it i was like because i don't i don't deal well with like having my family with me around large crowds anyway but now it's like, yeah, like I, I'm not saying like, not, it's certainly not like a, Ooh, I was right. It's like, it's like what you were saying. It's it's just like, unfortunately to say it is of course, it's of, a, course. It's an of course, yeah. moment. it's like, oh, of course. Right. Like I asked my, yeah. I asked my, uh, my youngest son yesterday, I said, Hey man, you want to go down there and do this? And he's like, nah, I don't want to. And there's a sense of relief, even though I thought, what a cool bonding moment between me and him. He's like, man, no, I'm good. Yeah. And there was that sense of relief because you're like, well, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't didn't go into it thinking that would happen, but I didn't go into it not not thinking it would happen, no, right? High, you know, right? You're like, man, anytime you get that many people, you know, or, you know, hell, not even that many people, I guess, you know, even when I say it like that, it sounds like I'm trying to make an excuse for it, you know? And... Mm-hmm. It, 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 then you, just, you stop now. yourself and you back yourself up and you're like, no, it doesn't have to be that many people. And I've been saying this for a long time. Again, we're talking to J.C. Kander. And, um, you know, uh, people want to debate and they, they want to get in these arguments. And, and I saw it yesterday, you know, uh, on social media just devolved so quickly. So mm-hmm. quickly into, you know, just horrible, you know, from the just the dumbest things like, Kids shouldn't have school off, so they shouldn't have been to the parade. Like, uh, okay, what? Like, I, I I can't believe that anybody else uh, believes that. But even one person saying that is like, all right, you're right. And then racism, and you know, the second, and just like you know, uh, and the argument, the distraction argument of you know, well, we don't, you know, blame cars when cars run into people. I'm like, oh, just stop, just stop, because. All of these, I think, are distractions, Jason. They're, they're, and, and, and I've gotten on this radio program for years and banged the desk and been disgusted. And I haven't done it in years because, because they're distractions. They want us to argue about the distraction. You know, I saw it yesterday, and I guarantee you the NRA is slipping some of these memos out like, hey, we could make this discussion about capital punishment. And I saw it leak everywhere, and I'm sure you did too. And you're like, that's not the talk. Yeah. It's the guns, yeah. man. It's the guns, right? And, and, but if they can do that, if they can do it, if they can, you know, somebody else, you know, oh, 
you know, the, the teacher left the door pried open. What? <laughs> that's what we're going to argue about? Whether the door was open or not? Like, at, at a school, that's the argument? The argument is always these large distractions. And, and I think the NRA does it, and you're much more connected to me, but it only makes sense to me in that, in that route that they say things and put things out and continue to do things because they want the distraction. They are the boogeyman. Yeah. They are the person. So the gun manufacturers don't take any heat because the NRA two days from now come out and say, hey, Kids shouldn't be at parades. We should arm preschool teachers. I don't think anybody in the NRA building, if there is some Area 51 NRA building, that is sitting in there and being like, yeah, arm the preschool teachers. No, they're like, how can we get them to argue about something else? Yeah, because the, the NRA is not really about gun ownership. The NRA is merely a corporate facade to represent uh, people who make and sell guns. Right, that's, that's, that's it, right? They're the ones that, they're like, hey, let us take the heat. They're no different than Live Nation. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds crazy in a crazy analogy, but Live Nation's like, yeah, ticket prices are high. And then the cure comes out and goes, man, I didn't know our tickets would be 100 bucks. And Live Nation's like, yeah, that's on us. That's on us. You're telling yeah. me Taylor Swift doesn't know how much money goes into her pocket every day? Of course she does. Well, Live Nation's like, yeah, those fees, man, weird, huh? Yeah, she didn't know about it. They'll go ahead and take the heat for it. That's what the NRA does, right? They're this big thing where you're not looking at gun manufacturers. You're like the NRA, and they're like, yeah, we'll take the heat for that. Yeah, they're like, we had no idea there was gambling in this establishment. <laughs> right, exactly. Their whole, the whole, what's endlessly frustrating about this is we, we talk about, and they've got us doing this, we talk about guns as if it's, like not if it's not a product, it is a product that people sell. The, the gun companies are exactly the same as the oil companies, the pharmaceutical companies. Yes. The, there's, but there's one difference, and that is, it's the only industry in the in it's the only industry for which America has passed a law that says you can't sue them. Now, this is what I wanted to talk to you about, because this mm -hmm. is what me and you have been on the same page forever. Yeah. It, yeah, is, okay. so it is insane. And it is the left and the right. They voted on this law. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, and like, let's, let's take, I mean, because if people are going to say, oh, you two liberals talking about this stuff, I, Bernie Sanders voted for it, and I called him out for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, this that's right. Bernie Sanders voted for it, and George W. Bush signed the bill. Yes, in two thousand five. And, and so, and so, and, they're, they're, you know, like we can just. And this is what I think. If we stick on this, and I don't want to cut you off because you're so much smarter than me, but if we stick on this argument, man, this yeah, is the argument. Like it's not about capital punishment. It's not about all this stuff. It, hell, I we don't even have to break down the Second Amendment when I say that. Hey, I haven't seen any of these shooters being a well-regulated militia. I haven't right. seen any of that, but that's the argument they want us to have. But if we just got rid of this law, yeah. if we and, things would change. And here's the thing: is like, I'm not like, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not demonizing George W. Bush. Well, not for this anyway, or <laughs> and and Bernie Sanders, you know, because like it was it was 2005. Like, right. a lot of this stuff hadn't happened yet. People didn't. Like anything else, they didn't know necessarily what the consequence would be, right? But yes. but the consequence is, 
And, and to back up a little, what we're talking about is it's called it's usually referred to as placa. Uh, it's the PLCAA. It's it's the term the words for it are the Pro- uh, Protection of Legal Commerce and Arms Act. But really, it's just what's called a liability shield. It's a law that they passed in 2005 that says that you can't sue the gun companies for their product doing what it does, right? Now, that sounds fine, except here's why they have that. Here's why the gun companies wanted the law. Is that in the 90s, there were a bunch of lawsuits, some of which were becoming successful, against the gun companies for, for not taking reasonable steps that were at their disposal, like not taking care to look into who was getting the guns, you know, marketing to children, that kind of stuff. Now, if that sounds familiar, it probably sounds a lot like the lawsuits against tobacco, which have everything to do with why when I drive down the street and somebody in the car next to me is smoking a cigarette, my son is like, Dad, look, that person's smoking, which is a lot different from when we grew up. And it was like you got on an airplane and they're like, do you want the smoking section? Right. No, you're right. And and people, they don't really remember that that's not because Congress did stuff. That's because lawsuits which people love to demonize but there's a reason that lawsuits exist which is when there's powerful interests that that can't be regulated because politicians are being paid off with campaign contributions regular people can go to court and sue and say you know it would not be unreasonable to expect a company to do a better job with this product or to or to make this product in a safer way and it's why like SUVs don't flip over anymore and truckers have to get some sleep before they get back on the road. It's all because of lawsuits. And the difference is, is that there's this one industry, guns, which we said you can no longer bring those lawsuits against guns. And then what happened is that gun crime since then has gone up 59%. The gun industry didn't do things that a jury would totally make them do if this law were, were, were not in place, which are things like make all guns smart guns, like, right. you know, you have to. And they have, have the technology for that, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a company oh, that, yeah. that's doing it right. now. That's just the one. And, of course, it's small, but they're using it. And, and this makes perfect sense. I was actually listening to an interview with one of the guys who runs the company. But it, they use, at least their guns in particular, use two different technologies simultaneously. One is a fingerprint uh, scanner, palm print, fingerprint. I think it might use both. But the idea is that uh, if you reach down to pick up the gun, because there's a lot of people that say, well, but then if I need it in an emergency, it wouldn't work. Well, the idea is you reach down and touch the gun. Once you're touching it, it's already registering your print. But at the same time, as you're picking it up, it also has facial recognition on the back, just like an Apple iPhone would, that's saying, okay, this is the right person. And I think if either one of those things uh, checks out, then it works. But the idea is that it needs to be almost instant. And they say it is. I mean, again, this guy was pitching the company, but they're selling them for, I think he said that they start. And keep on, this is a brand new product, but they're saying like $4,000 or something. But if you had big gun manufacturers... Implementing this technology, just like we do on phones and everything else, so people won't break into our phones, then uh, that price would come way, way down. Yeah, of course. Look, the only thing that has kept it from happening is that the gun companies don't have any incentive to do it. But the incentive is – the way it works is you lose court cases, and then the liability becomes a problem. And then you make adjustments. But actually, more than that, if we just got rid of the law, all the stuff we argue about all the time. We wouldn't have to argue about it anymore because they would do it. They would do it because (laughs) juries would be. And juries, by the way, are just that's just 12 people getting together and deciding. Literally, this is the whole concept of the country. Right. 12 people (laughs) get together and they figure out what the standard in their community is. Right. And then if you want to sell stuff, 
you have to adjust to that standard or you don't get to sell stuff. And, and so when juries would get together and say, well, we think you should do a background check before you sell the people, the gun companies would turn around and lobby the government to create a background check system so they don't have to build one themselves. Right. Like yeah. it would. It, and so it's always interesting to me because they want us debating all these other things and they want to say stuff like, well, we have enough laws. And I'm like, well, how about we just get rid of one of the laws? That's what I've been saying, and, because we want to argue. They want us to argue all these other things. And the fact of the matter is, I think and I don't know if you agree with this, but I think if you got rid of that law, they'd make they'd make gun owners buy insurance. Yes, absolutely they would. And, right. and then they would they would start the insurance companies and they would make tons of money. Yes, but, they so would start their own the gun the insurance day, company. Well, at the end of the day, it's actually a conservative argument because, and because the argument is, hey, how about we allow this product to be treated literally like any other product and let the market play a greater role? Because if we do that, because the, the court system is part of the market. Like it's 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 a force that every other company has to navigate. So it's part of the market as it exists. Car companies have to deal with it. But, you know, so yeah. Yeah, cars just, are a great example because same. you can look at a car that's sold in the United States and then look at the same manufacturer selling maybe even the same model in another country that's a lot cheaper. And you go, why is it so much cheaper there? Well, because it doesn't have airbags. It, right. it doesn't have right. a, a padded dash. It's a death trap because right. their incentive is to make money. So the reason that your car here is safe is because lawsuits and laws, right? Yeah. If you go to China, you, you'll you see, like, you'll think, like, oh, well, stuff's going to be, uh, like, less expensive there. American products are going to be less expensive there. because No, it's more expensive because they know that it's all safer because we have higher standards for our products. So, like, stuff, like, you go to buy jeans or whatever, it's more expensive. There's a premium on those. So, so you can actually, like, when you make your product better, you make greater money in exports as well. But they don't have to worry about that because they're producing at such massive volume here with no accountability whatsoever. It's just like this special, uh, you know, like get out of jail free card. Right. And let me, that we didn't need to. Let me ask you this. How did we get here? How did it happen that there would be one industry that would be exempt from the legal system? Well, I'll give you two answers to that. One uh, is just basically that the gun industry has always been really powerful, and they, they have a lot of money. Um, and so just in the same way, like tobacco, you know, like if tobacco had had the ability to pass a law like this, they would have. Tobacco's problem was that, among other things, it was like much more rooted in specific parts of the country, right? Because it was grown more in the, in the Southeast and that kind of thing. Um, so there's lots of companies. I mean, companies are constantly trying to get liability shields of right. some variety or another. And occasionally, not occasionally, more often than they should have should pass, there are liability shields that pass, but not total liability shields like this. It'll be a good example, and this is a controversial one, is that in order to hurry through the vaccines, there was a liability shield passed for pharma on for those specific vaccines for a period of time. Right. That's a good example of like. Now, people can disagree reasonably about right. that liability shield. one in use shield. and why they exist. Right. Yeah, right? But okay. this is like a blanket liability shield for this product. So how did it happen? Like politically? Look, I, I would say a couple of things. One, I think people underestimated the effect that it would have policy-wise. Two, there were at that time, it's very unlike today, at that time, 
the NRA was much more of a bipartisan organization because there were just a lot more Democrats who were considered pro-gun because the stakes were not as high, right? Like most people in the early 90s, most politicians were like for an assault weapons ban, for instance. Right. So like if you were if you were a Democrat from a rural area and you were pro-gun, it meant like maybe you were for concealed carry, right? right. So as a result, the NRA had a lot more support across both parties. Bernie Sanders, for instance, look, I can, I've, I've never talked to Bernie Sanders about this, but I can guess with, I think, 90% certainty why Bernie Sanders was for it. I bet Bernie Sanders didn't care about it. But he was the senator from Vermont, which is a rural state, probably a lot of gun ownership. And he was like, okay, this is what my constituents want. I doubt he even thought about it that much. Right. Okay. Because that was the political environment we were in. We hadn't gone through a bunch of mass shootings. We hadn't gone through any of that stuff. And, and so, you know, they, they passed it. I mean, it was just like a corporate handout. They do them all the time. But I, I would like to think that if they knew the Pandora's box, it was going to open, it'd be different. Since you're familiar with politics and how some of this stuff works, every time there's a shooting, <clears throat> I see articles talking about gun reform and the percentages of Americans that support different things. Like this was an article that I found after the Uvalde shooting, and they said um, laws requiring gun purchasers to obtain a license from law enforcement to verify their identity and ensure they're not prohibited. Uh, those laws are supported by more than 75% of Americans, 63% of gun owners, and 70% of Republicans. Now I can go on. These different laws that you see that are supported by the majority of Americans, and it's even a lot of times the majority of Republicans and gun owners. So... Why doesn't anything ever happen if even if even the, the majority of the people that we think would be, you know, the least apt to want gun reform are for these things? Is it just because yeah. of the money in, in institutions like the NRA? I will give you two answers that are both one, with each being slightly more discouraging than the other. Oh, boy. <laughs> OK, thank you. The, the first, yeah, you bet. You bet. The, uh, the first answer is uh, that to some extent it's like. A branding or an identity thing, right? Like we all, like we we live here in the Midwest. We all have many, many friends who like are gun hobbyists and can, and like to where guns are kind of a little bit of a part of their personality, right? Right. And and it's, I'm not, it's not an indictment. Like I have really good friends who I love who, who this is true about. Um, and and so to your question about like how can people believe this but then still be you know still vote the way they do is basically the question. It's because they 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 aren't really asked to make that connection. So like I have friends who I'll talk to them about all sorts of reasonable reforms, background checks, all sorts of stuff. And they're like, yeah, I'm for all that stuff, but I just don't want my guns taken away. And it's like, okay, because that's what they're told over and over again. But it's not even a policy choice for them. It's a signal, right? Like, so uh, you remember the uh, ad that I made in 2016? Of course. That, where I, like I, so for those who don't know, I assembled the rifle blindfolded while making the argument for background checks. I would and, also like to say, as someone who spent uh, four years in the Navy and two years in the Persian Gulf, pretty impressive. Pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah. I, I couldn't uh, uh, fold my shirt the way they wanted me to, uh, with my eyes open, to tell you the truth. Let alone put military yeah. creases in it or anything. So an impressive feat nonetheless. Well, I, I couldn't have shined my boots blindfolded, but I could do that. <laughs> and and so the, the, what I was going to say, though, is that like what that ad was that a lot of people missed and the reason that it won over a lot of people who, you know, I had an F rating from the NRA, but I won over a lot of people because the point of that ad was not, 
hey, you, sh- you should agree with me on everything on guns. The point of that ad was, hey, you and I may not agree on all of this, but you and I would get along fine. Right. Because yeah. really, a lot, of the, a lot of the arguments that, you know, all the like they're going to take your gun stuff that the NRA pushes, what it's really saying to persuadable voters is these people are not like you and they don't like you. So that's the first reason is like it's, it's us basic versus them. tribal. It's tribal stuff. Yeah. The second reason and the reason I say more discouraging is that, look, I think we've largely won the argument on guns in America. But we have, thanks to gerrymandering and partisan primaries and that kind of thing, a completely dysfunctional system, particularly at the House of Representatives level, that precludes or really prohibits um, politicians on the right from from doing things that they know are reasonable, like because the vast majority of districts in which people get, and you know this, but the vast majority of districts in which people run for office, their competition is not the other party. It's their own party. And so the worst thing that can happen for them in terms of getting beat is they have any daylight on their right, if they're a right-leaning district or daylight on their left. So there's no incentive at all on the Republican side. Because as soon as you do it, you get what they call primary. Exactly. And and beat. You right, know? right. So, so if you represent, if you're um, a Republican and you represent a district, and let's just say for the sake of argument that, that we'll go with the numbers that were in this article that I found here, uh, 70, what was it, Republicans? 70% of Republicans support this type of background check that they were discussing. And so you know that 70% of your constituents support this. Yes, Why go for right. it? Because 30% of them don't. So if someone else comes along but and I says— But I think what—MJ, uh, you can correct me. I think what you're saying is, yeah, that's 70 percent nationwide, not 70 percent in my district, which has now been made up of three completely weird districts that aren't even next to each other but are completely pro-gun. Yes, and let's imagine for a moment that it is 70 percent of the Republicans in your district. Right. That's not the 70 percent that vote in the primary. Okay, right. okay. So that's, it's the, the, that's most, the difference. It's the most partisan folks who show up in that primary election. Right. Gotcha. Now, let me ask you, uh, another, again, we're talking to Jason Corner, and um, let me ask you a, another question, because even on the Twitch now, people are talking about, well, if you outlawed guns, people will be fighting with knives, and it, you just, you know, stop it. Uh, because, again, distraction, distract, 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 you know, and then, you know, people are talking mm-hmm. about, El Sal, well, El Salvador made the. I'm like, stop, stop, right? <laughs> well, what about Switzerland? They have the, and it's like, and then of course we come back and we're like, yeah, but they only give them the military. And like, the idea, stop, right? We Please. all know these. We all know the stats. We, you know, like, and you run to your corner and find the stats and make stuff up. Who cares? And, and then just put it out on social media. But if we stick to the argument of this law that mm-hmm. you're talking about, then they're Okay. If you say, well, then more people would be stabbing people would not. Okay. It's my second. Fine. It's my second amendment. I don't have to argue with you whether it's a well-regulated militia or not, or if it's muskets or AR-15s, the difference. We don't have to have all these. Just let it go to court. Yeah, because what that does is it properly positions this where it belongs. What they want is they want this whole argument to be a fight between the, between us mm-hmm. and people who like, who like love guns. And like, I own, I own a gun, but like they, they want it to be, they want to separate it between this kind of American and that kind of American, but that's not really what it should be. What it should be is 
all Americans and greedy ass corporations. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. Like, right. Like that's, that's what's going on here. Like you can like nothing that we're talking about would, would take guns out of the hands of like law abiding. So no. at all, it, it's just, Hey, uh, they should be more accountable for the product that they make. And what and, and they don't want to do this for several reasons. Cause, but the money, it's the money, it's the money. It's, it's all money. It's the guns, which equates to money. And so it's always about money. And the other thing is that you know, of course, why do they get the? Why do they really want the blanket immunity? Is because if you go to court, there will be attorneys who ask, "Well, why did you make a pink gun that only fits the?" The the the, yes. the trigger only fits the hands of a child. Right. Did you think right. that was dangerous at all? Yeah. But they don't yeah. want to answer that in court. They do not want to answer yeah. that in court. Yeah, Joe Camel doesn't exist anymore because right. of lawsuits. Right. And and ain't nobody like you know. I do miss Joe are... Camel. I do miss Joe. <laughs> 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 yeah. But but you know what? That's funny. But like smokers, smokers. Don't, I'm a smoker. Um, I, I know, I know, yeah. but like you're not like I will fight to the death to defend Brown and Williamson. No, right, no, right. <laughs> you know? And that's the point is like you know it's absurd that these gun companies have got like regular people who patronize the product being like I will I will fight to the death for these corporate executives, right? <laughs> like to be no, shielded. <laughs> To be shielded from having to be called to account right. for anything. And really, that's all me and you are saying. I, and I really believe this. All we're saying is, let it go to court. Yeah, let man. all this stuff come out. Let the information come out. And let, let, let an attorney ask him, why did you make the guns like this? Do you have the ability to make smart guns? Why didn't you? Because that's what happened to tobacco. Mm-hmm. That's literally what okay. happened. Why, why did you make Joe Camel? Why did why were there ads that said doctors said they were good for you? Did you know they weren't good yeah. for you at that point? Yeah, why did you cigarettes. right? Did you market them to kids? And then all that came out, and the cigarette companies were like, "Damn, man!" Now let's be honest—they're not out of business. There's still no. guys like me. I bought a pack of Lucky Strikes on the way, right? I, I bought them. I'm allowed to buy them. It's legal to buy them. Nobody here told me I can't smoke it. I just have to go outside. Like, and they cost a little right, more. And they cost more money, and I've made the decision I want it. But I'm legally allowed to do that. They, that, that to me is how this works if we just get rid of this law. Yeah, it's just treat it like any other product. Right. Uh, is there any talk about this? Is any? I know so I've heard in the so past. So that's the last thing. Now, I believe that me and you are at the so- solution base of this, and we can stop arguing about El Salvador. <laughs> I don't know. I would. I'd, I'd like to hear more from the El Salvador. <laughs> I'm interested in that debate. <laughs> but uh, how do we get? I mean, how do you get people to say, "All right, yeah, let's get rid of this law"? Well, what I would the first thing I would do is I would tell people to go to Giffords.org, um, which is Gabby Giffords organization. I, I serve on the board. It's where I get a lot of my information about PLACA, which is the law we're talking about, the PLCAA. And they can learn more about it, and they can learn more about ways they can get involved. So there's, for one thing, there are um, state-level versions of this all over the country. I think Missouri has one as well. So you can get involved in state-level activism to try and repeal the state-level version. Um, so I would encourage people to do that. Um, and then in the long run, what I would say is, is that, like, 
there's no action coming up and there's a lot of election winning to do and people have to make this one of the central issues that they that they uh that they talk to their members of Congress about, that they, you know, talk to their friends about. And, and that's ultimately what's going to make the difference. I, I think it's important. I think people, even people who are very in favor of common sense gun reform are like really tired, understandably, of hearing the same solutions, you know, background checks when they know, like, yeah, I'm for that. But that's clearly not going anywhere in this Congress. Right. And so I do think it is important to say, Okay, well, how about this? And to to rejuvenate that debate, particularly with something that I think would make a huge difference. And it seems to me, if I want to try to just be level headed, it seems to me like this is something that the left and the right could say, okay. Like it's right. not, it's not, we're not saying anybody's taking your guns. The people saying bring back the death penalty. We'll let the right. court system right. figure this hey, out. We're just saying let it go yeah. to court. Yeah. Let it go to court. We're not banning them. We're not outlawing them. We're not saying, you know, uh, more background checks. We're not saying we're not saying any of that. We're not at that point. You're not even arguing like closed loopholes on gun shows and all this. You're not even saying that you're saying, hey, just let it go to court. Just level playing field. And here's the thing. Like when you say the level the stuff that the left and right can agree on, it's important for us to remember that that doesn't mean you know, the a-holes in Congress agreeing on it I want, because that's that's a different set of people. The sure. left and the right agreeing on something is like you and your friends talking about it at the bar on Friday night. Like that's the left and the right. And that's where it starts. Like it, it and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of segueing in, inadvertently into my podcast, but like majority 54, this is what we do is like our whole purpose is to help people who have conservative friends, which is like most of the people in your listening audience and in mine, like it's like people who are progressives who have conservative friends who want to keep those friendships, but win those people over to their arguments. And if we do that, that's so much more effective because of the credibility of those personal relationships than any TV ad. So yes, it's, it's making these arguments individually to your friends, to like the other parents, you know, on your kids' sports teams and, you know, getting them to come over to your cause a little bit more. That's how you expand the majority. Right. Do you think and I, uh, uh, that there is a chance that, and, and we talked about voting in, in elections and, and becoming a part of the solution and talking about this law, and I think we've laid out how we think it could work, how we got here, why we got here, how it was left and right to get here, and it's going to take left and right to get out of here. But there is a solution, and it doesn't include all of the things we're arguing about. It's, a, it, it, it's not a simple solution, but it's a solution. But I am curious if we are even going to hear any candidates talk about it. Uh, you will, but you won't hear them. If we talk about it more and more, you're going to hear more candidates talk about it. The reason that candidates don't talk about it is because one of the hardest things to do when you're running for something is educate people about something. And you can't explain so, this in thir- 30 seconds. You can. And it's just, look, candidates, they're not lazy. They're just busy. And and so what happens is it's, it's way, like if you're talking to a crowd and you're trying to make them understand you're on their side, it's way easier to just recite like background checks, you know? Right. But, but instead, like, we need to make this one of the things that people bring up right away, because it, I, I agree with you that it is far more persuasive and much simpler. Right. 
I appreciate you, man. I, I really do appreciate you coming on the show. I, I, I've uh, I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and uh, you know, as Likewise. yesterday, you know, it was like I didn't even want to talk about it, uh, and mm-hmm. I knew that if I did, I'd just be pissed, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. I, I'd play into that fight. Yeah, and uh, I just needed time to I be did. like, all right, take a breath, man, take a breath. And I knew that if I did that, I'm like, you know what, I got, I got, I, I got to text Jason. He's got to come on because, because we got it. This message has to get out there. It has to get out there. Well, I always enjoy talking to y'all. Um, I listen uh, right up until the time when I pick up my kids. Right. Well, that's a good um, idea. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my daughter, I can listen. Right. Uh, she's three. My son. That's a little too much. I get it. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, look, sometimes my I have a uh, uh, 12-year-old, and he's like, hey, my friends are talking about I'm like, okay. Okay. You know <laughs> you what? Tell your friends. I my sixteen-year-old uh, texted me the other day. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Why?" He said, "You're talking about killing hookers on the metaverse." And I'm like, "It was an analogy." He's like, "Quit it, Dad!" Like, I'm just getting texts from all my buddies. I'm like, "Okay, you know." So I get it. Don't not everybody should listen to it all the time. So I I didn't mean to come on and be like, "Here are the times not to listen," <laughs> but uh, that's not super helpful, I assume. Um, but anyway. But I do listen. Let's emphasize that. Right. And uh, and I, you know, I, I, I've always enjoyed talking to y'all. So I'm happy to come on anytime. It's always fun. Thanks, I appreciate Jason. you. And I think you know, I, I, as we get, I think this message is important today. But I'd love to talk. Just have you on again, and like, because I think if we talk about this, about how it changes, why it changes, and we continue to bring it up, then. You know, man, I'm not dumb enough to think that I can make a change. I, I'm not, and and I'm frustrated. And you get to a point to where the feelings are like, you know, when I first started screaming about gun control and, you know, you felt anger and I've gotten to the point to where I feel almost helpless. And that's pretty scary, you know, where you're just like, hey, it is what it is, whatever, man. Like, this is what you guys want. This is how you want the country. You know, I can't argue with you anymore. I can't. I, I, I can only bang my fist so many times. Right. Uh, you know, but I think finding this thing between me and you, where we're like, this is a thing. Like, this is a thing. Like, there's there's a little bit of hope at the end of the tunnel here. We don't have to bang our fists. Like, here's a thing. You, we could all get to. And in, in, I don't know, man. I feel like there's a little bit of hope with this. There is, and what I would say is that I think the key is to like continually be trying to find the thing, and continually, like, if we're constantly trying to figure out what is the thing we say that seems to get through? Like right. that's, that's yeah. kind of, that's, that's the good side of politics. Like the, you know, that, that search for what resonates, like that's, that's the, the somewhat inspiring positive pursuit of political persuasion, which right. is a lot of peas in a row, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So where can they go and learn about this law? And then where can they listen to your podcast? Oh, thanks. So go to giffords.org. Um, and uh, my podcast is Majority 54. You can get it wherever fine podcasts are for free. And at difference.org, they can read about this law and discover Giffords. more. Of this, huh? Gifford. Gifford. Oh, Gifford. Yeah, Gifford. Like, Gifford. Right. Gabby like, Gifford. Like Gabby, Gabby Giffords. Yeah. Right. Um, Gabby Giffords. We go to giffords.org, and, and there's information about this law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, like, look up. Like, if you just Google Giffords and gun industry immunity, you're going to find it. She's got gun laws right there at the top of the website, too, so just click on Mm -hmm. it. Hey, I really appreciate you, and uh, thanks again. And we'll be be calling you uh, again. We will.
All right. Good to talk to y'all. Thanks, Thanks for having Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.